Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hello and welcome back to Angel Talks Life. If this is your first time here, well, you are in for a treat. On this show, we talk about current events from a Christian perspective, lifestyle tips and hacks to improve your productivity, and of course, our faith in God. So stay tuned for this episode of Angel Talks Life. Welcome back to another episode of Angel Talks Life. So today, we have another discussion about dealing with my sexuality, but this time it is insecurity. Let's get into this show. How did I end up at his house again? I stare out the window at the branches swaying in the morning sun, his warm breath grazing my back of my neck. I lay still trying to slow my heart rate. It was pounding. My mind was racing. What the heck? You know you don't deal with him. Why, why'd you even come over here? You know what he wanted. What's this scripture about sexual immorality? Shoot, can't change what happened now. What's done is done. Shoot. Now I have to repent. But wait. I knew what I was doing. Ah, shoot. I can't test God like that. Mm. I just can't stay here anymore. I roll from under his one arm grip and head to the bathroom, gathering my bra, my pants, my shirt, and socks. And somehow, somehow I managed to keep my underwear on. The bathroom light stings my eyes. I look back in the bedroom. He hasn't moved. I close the door silently and slip on each article of clothing. I smooth my hair and then stop. Girl, what are you doing? I whisper to myself. I stare at myself, waiting on an answer. Tears begin to form. I drop my head. I gotta get out of here. I open the door and there he is, sitting on the edge of the bed. Nothing but his boxers on. You leaving? I walk past him to grab my shoes and overnight bag. Yeah. Call me later, beautiful. Ugh. I stopped short of picking up my bag. I don't think we need to see each other. There you go, being in and out again, he says, laying back on the bed. This wasn't the first time we had this conversation. I always come back, and he knew it. No, I'm serious. No more. Why don't you just come back and lay down? What you got to do? 
sit at home alone. So the image I just gave you was one that the world tells us is a sexually secure woman. She's not afraid of expressing herself and walking away with the power that she just gave the man. Like, I laid it down on you and you gonna be coming back. Yeah, that's the furthest from the truth. Let me tell you something. Um, a lot of times men and women have... Um, both have insecurities and in the, the realm outside of marriage, those insecurities play out in a way where it's a power struggle. <laughs> You're struggling um, to get what you want. He's struggling to get what he wants. It's not a symbiotic relationship at all. And sometimes people can go on with that kind of relationship for a long time, but yeah, I'm not savage. I am classy. I'm not bougie. And I'm not ratchet. I'm just the child of God. Okay, I am sassy, a bit moody. And I ain't gonna talk about nasty. All right. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Make the style, okay? Yeah, I'm not all that. So, but I know who I am. And that is what brings me to today's topic. Insecurities dealing with my sexuality insecurities. So we're going to go through three ways to deal with our insecurities and become secure women of God, because we don't have to fight. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the principalities and the things of the spirit. And when we know that we're dealing with that spirit of insecurity, then we must refine ourselves through the word of God, and then be able to present ourselves ready for what the blessings God has for us. Because we've been given the insecurity. I mean, we've been given the security of knowing who we are. We just have to believe it. So let's get right into the three different topics right after this. We'll be right back. Okay, so the first thing that I have to talk about when it comes to insecurity is your mindset, okay? You know, of course, a lot of women who believe in or who are followers of Christ can quote scriptures that says we are different. But a lot of times what happens is, is in our minds, we are fighting against images. We're fighting against rude men or men who have um, hurt us in the past. We're fighting against insecurities we see um, in the media. Um, and sometimes we're fighting against those stories of how such and such fasted and then got married, you know, or this happened and then this person got married and met the person of their lives. And we're wondering, where do I fall in all of this? Like, where am I? And honestly, trying to just maintain purity amongst all the distractions really takes strict discipline. And those dis that discipline is in our thoughts because that's where the insecurity starts in our thoughts and then it fills our heart and then it goes out of our mouths and then we hear it 
we believe it and the cycle has started and continues. So the truth of the matter is, is that you have to take your thoughts captive. You have to take those thoughts captive and, you know, begin speaking life into yourself. Um, uh, you, I'm going to put it like this. You can't wait for another person to speak life into you if you're not doing it yourself. And a lot of times you can listen to what you're saying and know if you're self-hating or self-loving. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you planning things in your day to show self-care? Those are the things to show, hey, I care about myself and you should too. I had, it took me a long time to understand just that fact because I was working so hard wanting someone to come and pick me up and say, I love you. And I wasn't even saying I love you to myself. I liked me, you know, but I didn't love me because I didn't show love to myself. You know, I could say it all the time. Yeah, girl, I like me. But I wasn't showing love to myself. Why? Because I was letting everyone take advantage of me. And I wasn't having boundaries. I was constantly putting myself in situations that said, girl, I don't, it just screamed. I don't love me. Angel, you do not love you. And so that was one of the things that showed me I was really insecure. Um, because when you're secure, you can say no. You can say no to things that are not good for you. That's a telltale sign. But now that I've went through the different ways of how your mind can make you insecure, I'm going to go right into the how to change those thought patterns, how to change how you look at yourself. And the number one thing is words of affirmation. Um, I used to practice, I tell people all the time, you know, people say, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Oh my gosh, you're so pretty. And I used to be, when people said that in my heart, I'd be like, oh my God, I am, you know? (laughs) So I tell people all the time that I had to sit in front of a mirror and look at myself. I looked at all the, all everything God gave me. And I told myself, you're pretty. I could not get it out the first few times, first probably hundred times I tried. I could not get out. You are pretty and believe it. I would say, oh, I like your eyes or I like your nose, but I could not say to myself, you are pretty. And it took some real work for me to do that. I mean, at one point I was like crying in the mirror because I was upset because I couldn't believe that I couldn't tell myself that I was pretty. I was beautiful. I was the child of God and actually believed this stuff that I could recite to someone else if they needed it or, you know, recite because someone told me to recite it, but I didn't believe it in my heart. So that was the first thing. I practice words of affirmation and I typically tell people when they're going through things, you have to practice words of affirmation daily and then you will start believing it. The next thing is scripture. Um, I remember when I was really going through this, I, I'm a post-it note fan. I have post-it notes everywhere. So I would put scriptures about me, about what God said about me on my mirrors. When I woke up in the morning, I would put it like not on the side, but smack dab in the middle. So I had no choice but to read it before I moved it. And 
I, it would say things like, like a Philippians 4.13, think those things which are good, which are, you know, though the scripture about what to think about, I will put that right there. And then that would remind me like, no self no self hate today. Like, no, we're going to do this. So I, you know, really utilize the scripture to understand how God saw me. And then I could see myself that way because he created me. And if he thinks I'm good, then I must be pretty darn good, you know? All right. So number three was prayer and sitting in God's presence. So that one is really crucial because um, God was able to speak to me. Um, personally. And I know that when you take that time in solitude to just, and I'm not going to give you no time frame, like just take 15 minutes. No, I made it a continual walk with God day in and day out. I told God, like, I need you through this. I cannot walk in this alone. I need you to be my friend. I need you to talk to me, you know, because at any moment, I could just sway to the left. I need you here. And he did. He became my confidant, my friend. And we were able to sit and really talk about the things that I was going through. And sometimes God would surprise me. He would be like, you know, uh, what was it he used to say? He used to be, he used to say some all kinds of stuff that would just shock me. But, um, he used to tell me, oh, you're my queen. I'm like, what? What? Okay. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, God, you know, now he's tripping, but what in the world is he talking about? And he was, he, you know, explained it after I accepted it. He explained, he said, I groomed you. So why wouldn't I make you a queen? And I'm like, oh, you did groom me. You did. So, Yeah. Uh, so sitting in his presence was the way that I was able to accept who he said I was. And it wasn't, you know, specifically in the scripture, angel, you are a queen to God. But in his presence, he was able to minister to me and I was able to worship him. And that created this um, relationship where we were able to be together pretty much all the time, <laughs> be together all the time. And so that was the beauty and that's the beauty in prayer and sitting in God's presence. And then the last one is maintaining godly friendships and relationships. I, I want to say that that's probably one of the most important, um, well, all of the, all of these are important, but your friends and your relationships should have boundaries. They should have healthy boundaries. You should not be consistently around people who are making you feel little or less than and who are projecting your insecurities on you. That is abuse. <laughs> that is abuse. And it's okay to say this is enough. You know, I, I've had hard breakups with friends and I still care for them. Let, let me be, let make, let that be clear. I still care for them so heavy, but I know that our relationship had gotten to 
a point where we weren't healthy for each other because we projected insecurities about each other so often or tried to change things about one another. And so that had to change. That may not be the case for you, but in my in, in my scenario, that was the case where I had to say, okay, this is not healthy for any either one of us. So I'm going to go. And that was hard. But I knew that for me and that person to continue being who we are in God, we couldn't work off our insecurities and we needed boundaries and they just were needed to be hard boundaries. So those are um, the ways that you can change your mindset regarding dealing with insecurities. And that really changes your insecurity in your sexuality. Um, and not having to feel wanted. That's really what we're getting to. The next one is going to talk more about that from a different aspect. So right after this, let's get right into it. We'll be right back. Okay, so self-confidence and self-love? Yes. Insecurity stems from the lack of confidence and the lack of self-love. We talked a little bit about self-love in the last segment, but having the confidence and being assertive is how you project your security or your insecurity. And a lot of women really put their amount of confidence in different things like appearances or careers or what they have established or whatnot. And uh, that major factor of confidence really, and especially in this day and age, plays a number on the emotions of a woman. Um, in one aspect that society is telling us to be this game-changing woman who can be a mom, who can be uh, um, um, a career woman and be all of these things, and you should be all, all of these things. And in another aspect, you know, you're being told to be a wife, be soft and be, you know, be these, be, be this woman that supports her husband. And so with this conundrum, of expectations, it can really wear on the confidence of someone to be what they need to be in a relationship. It's like, you're always questioning yourself. Am I this? Am I that? Am I making it? And, and, uh, you know, I don't know, you know? And so where that brings you is you try to be whatever you believe a person or that man or whomever you're in dealing with at that time thinks you should be. And that's how you feel like you're fulfilling those expectations. That's furthest from the truth. Okay. That's just, it's furthest from the truth. You cannot, first of all, let's start with one. You cannot fulfill all of a person's needs. Point blank, period. I'm just going to leave that there. 
Second, <clears throat> all of those influences and pressures that we face um, are not accurate. It is okay if you are just the wife and the mother. You don't have to be this career woman. You don't have to be this woman who is like major and balancing this and balancing that. Who you are is who God made you to be. And that's the space that you feel. That's all you have to do is fill that space. You do not live to the expectations of anyone, but what God has willed for you. He's given us responsibilities, but that's what it is. And so I've seen the confidence of women go all of these different ways because they feel like they're supposed to be this, be this, be this. No, you be one thing. You be what God made you to be. And finding that, that's what we talked about in the last segment. Now, let me go back into this. Now, when it's dealing with your singleness and having confidence, you have to understand that that goes back into self-love. Self-love is what builds that confidence. You do, Like I said, you don't have to be everything that people are telling you in the society and the church is telling you you have to be. You be one thing. And with that, you can build that self-love and you'll know that. I can be assertive <laughs> when somebody, when, a, when you're sitting at a brunch table with your girlfriends and they're saying, <clears throat> excuse me, they're saying, girl, you should go and start this little business with me. Da, 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 da. And you're like, no, that's not for me. Why girl? Everybody got a business. You supposed to have a side hustle. Da, 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 da. That's not for me. That's you taking that, taking that self-love and saying, that's not for me. That's that self-love. So now you're practicing. Okay, that second step, you're practicing being confident and being assertive for yourself. It's not being mean. You're saying this is for me. You're protecting you. You're to, you're standing up for you. So now when a man comes in and he's saying, oh, you about to just go be at home alone. You can't stay here. <laughs> you know, you don't want to come and do this with me. You know, we're just going here, here, and here. But you know here, here, and here is going to lead you to there where you don't want to be. You can say, no, I, I can stay here alone because if you're not going to do it the right way, then we don't have to do this at all. Period. And that's on period, poo. I like that. <laughs> and that practice of self-love from confidence of knowing that you don't have to be everything. You just have to be one thing. Is what breaks insecurity. It took me forever <laughs> to learn that. And then I have the third thing, okay? After you have broken the insecurities of trying to fulfill, be a people pleaser, let's just break it down for real, being a people pleaser, then you have that one thing the devil tries to bring back. And that's... You did this already. He tries to bring back your past sins and he brings in temptations. Baby, if you don't stand on Psalms 51, he cleaned me with his sop, made me pure as white snow. Okay? You stand on that scripture and let the devil know that his accusations will not stick to you. You have to practice self-confidence, self-love and self-confidence against the devil against those spirits that try to come in your mind with those things that make you feel less than so that you can continue in the cycle. No, 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 no. That's not here. So 
Yes. And I, I, I really want to tell you this. While you're practicing that, the devil is going to try to bring on a level of anxiety that says that is not going to happen or when is it going to happen? Let me tell you something. Do not be anxious about anything. Remember Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Be persistent, not to end up just drop it and let it go. But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, okay? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, let's get to the third one, and we're going to wrap this whole show up. We'll be right back. Okay, so insecurity has a funny way of bringing on the spirit of rejection. Um, Rejection, you know, if you study about the spirits and things like that, rejection comes with 88 spirits of its own. It's like cousins, okay? But insecurity is one of those cousins of rejection. So when you are practicing insecurity, you're really fighting against the spirit of rejection. I know I'm going a little bit deep, but the reason why I'm going there is because when you can put a name to it, you can call it out and you can ask the Holy Spirit to keep you in a place where you are praying against that and your mind is focused and looking for those telltale signs where you're operating in the spirit of rejection. Okay. So the third one is understanding um, that you're operating in the spirit of rejection, but you're also the, the cycle that the devil is trying to keep you in. You have to also recognize the cycle. So if insecurity brings about rejection, then the rejection has a trigger. Where's that trigger? You have to really think about that. Where's that trigger at? Okay. That trigger is what's going to present, let you know when you are about to enter that cycle and you can break it at that point. You can, you can identify it. The Holy Spirit will help you identify where that trigger is. Let me give you an example. For me, I, um, I, I, I will say loneliness, but loneliness wasn't the issue. I wanted to keep up with the Joneses, I can say. I think that's kind of where I'm trying to go. I wanted to keep up with the Joneses, um, with my sexuality. And, I, I, you know, I wanted to experience things with people, you know. Oh, I experienced that too. It's stupid. Okay, it's just stupid. Don't do that. You know, I wish for forever. I never had did that trying to keep up with people because I'm not like them. I can't keep up with them. But anyways, and so anytime I I would find myself in some kind of, what is it? Episode, I'll say an episode of, um, experiencing rejection, being insecure, sinning, experiencing rejection, being insecure, sinning, I realized that I could point that back to a place where I was trying to people please. 
and and, I, and people please through being able to have a conversation about certain experiences. Now I wish I could never have those conversations, but we're here today. And in that, let me explain the last thing that I wanted to talk about. Once you find your trigger, the devil is going to use condemnation heavily. Condemnation. Because condemnation does what? It condemns you. It says that you are not worthy of the grace of God. It says that you are not able to receive the mercy that God has given to you. But um, yeah, that's not true because God shews mercy. I read this in Romans. God shews mercy to whom he chooses and he chose you, sis. So let's get it. Okay. Take all that mercy, wrap it up. Know that you have been forgiven, clean like with hyssop, white like snow. You're going to go into this world with your confidence, your love, your affirmations, the scripture and your prayers and your quiet time. And you're going to conquer everything that God has given you to conquer. You're going to be what he called you to be. So I'm going to pray for us. Okay. Because I know that the cycles is what we fight through and we can break every cycle that the devil has set before us. And once we break that cycle, it was not only a deliverance for us, but we share that deliverance to others. And it also puts us into a different level of responsibility because when we're not in that cycle, God can trust us with more responsibility. And honestly, a lot of us or a lot of people have to get past the cycles that they're in so that God can bless them with the responsibility of dealing with the relationship. He's not... You know, I'm not going to say what God's going to do or not going to do because he's God. But I, from my experiences, have seen that God moves when he knows you are responsible. He is a father. He, We say father, father, father. We call him father. And you have to remember, he says in his word, we are his offspring. So when he knows we're not ready for something, why would he give it? If God had given me my husband for Four years ago, I would have tore that man up. I was immature. I was hurting in my heart. I did not know how to um, really be a woman at that point. And because of that, yeah, I would have tore this man up. (laughs) And, you know, it's not just for him, but that wouldn't have glorified God. Well, we have made it more than likely, but it would have been pretty rough. And so I'm thankful. And like I say, stay thankful in your prayers and petitions that God has given me time to be refined. I had a lot of gook in me. He had to get out and that's what needed to happen. So let's go into prayer and please follow this podcast. Donate um, for interviews that you would like to hear. Go to Angel Talks Life and sign up to find out about new events, new, um, oh yeah, new events. Cause those, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to say those now. Go and sign up to find out about new events, new videos. I have some uh, great content that has been coming out and you can stay up on everything. And I look forward to seeing you all uh, soon, either virtually or in person. And I am keeping you in my prayers every day. Let's bow our heads. Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to assume...
the authority of Jesus Christ in this day. Lord, we thank you that you have given us the authority to come against every spirit of opposition that has come to try to oppress us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come against the insecurity, the tactic of insecurity that has tried to come and make us succumb to the cycles that the devil has brought against us. And Lord, we rebuke every assignment, every demonic uh, <clears throat> every demonic uh, oppression that has been uh, sent to us. We send it back to the sender 100 fold and we call ourselves whole in the name of Jesus. We release peace in our hearts. We release the uh, the wisdom and the knowledge of knowing who we are in you in our minds and to think about those things, to meditate on your word day and night, Father. Lord, we give you all the glory as we move in this level of confidence and this level of security in you, oh God, knowing that you are going to bring all things that are good for us in the right timing. We trust your timing, God. You are not slow. You are not too fast, but you are always right on time. And Lord, Father, during this time of uh, holding while we wait for our husband, give us the wisdom to know the timing of of where to what to do with our hands and our eyes and our mouths and our feet during this time to bring glory to your name to create friendships and networks that bring glory to your name god lord we speak we call now for our mouths to speak life into our friends and relationships oh god and that as we wait in hope and expectation for your goodness lord that we will be that your glory will be manifested through us. We pray for our offspring, Lord. We pray for the families that will be made through us, Lord Father, to bring you glory. We thank you for the truth that you have brought into our lives. We hold it and we held on to it in our hearts, Lord Father, and it will not be snatched away in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.